Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spend some time in the country. Live from Ontario and heard around the world. Welcome to In the Country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country latest news and memories to great stories that get told spend some time in the country now it's time we start the show yeah you share like the party lines cool as the ice damn cup in your hand saucer and disc i'm a temperature rousing boots up cause you want to dance My pleasure now to welcome to the show Vancouver, BC country artist Dave Hardney. He has a great debut single out now at Country Radio called Party Lights. It's a great, fun, up-tempo song. We're going to hear it on the show and talk about lots of things with my guest, Dave Hardney. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thanks so much for having me, Dave. I really appreciate you taking the time and being patient with me here. Yeah, absolutely. We had some technical <laughs> difficulties before we started taping. Uh, as you drove around, basically, this is uh, real life here. This is technology trying to get a, a cell signal on the prairie roads. Yeah, exactly. I guess I should let the listeners know it was just uh, finished up our last sort of station, radio station visit for the day in Moose Jaw, and uh, we're, we're driving to Regina, and uh, I am coming to you live from the side of the highway between uh, Moose Jaw and Regina here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We got you We got you on the side of the road after a very busy day. And, I mean, I've been seeing all over social media that you are doing tons and tons of interviews. You're really, uh, you know, promoting awareness of this single being out there. Yeah, I've been really lucky. I, I um, got in contact with uh, Strut Entertainment. They've been really great in terms of setting up, uh, you know, just interviews. And, and, uh, and I'm working with a guy named Rob Chuby, uh who's doing the radio tracking stuff side of it and he's uh he's just got me into see so many different uh, people at radio and uh it's fun i'm just really enjoying meeting you know people that i might have seen at the ccmas or people that i've seen on facebook or uh, you know the people that i know are in the music industry and now I'm kind of getting to put a uh, you know meet mm-hmm. people in person put a name put a put a face to, to names and stuff like that it's a, it's a lot of fun for me for sure and uh you know meeting the folks at radio is such an important thing because you got to have a great song but it I really feel it's that connection that uh, the artist makes when they're on radio tours, meeting with the uh, the announcers and uh, program directors, music directors, and all that really makes a big difference. I think so too. I think you know people people are um, you know today's world people are invested in, in knowing people and they want a personal contact, whether it's your fans or people at radio. You know they want to see who who's this person singing, who's who's the person that. Uh, is behind the song and, and do we want to get get behind them? So I'm, 
I'm doing my best just to go out there and meet as many people as I can. So before we talk about uh, your debut single, Party Lights, uh, let's go back a bit in time, David, to when uh, you first started loving music. Do you, can you think back to when you kind of made that decision that music was going to be a big part of your life? You know, I I don't know if I have a, a moment, I have various moments along the way. I, I always just love music. My my mom, it's funny, just before I left, she was telling me that I used to kick in her, in her tummy along to the beat of, of songs when she was listening, and I've got pictures of you know, my dad, when I was really young, he'd have the, the, the old headphones with the curly wire, you know, putting it on me as a baby and listening yep. to music. And, and um, you know, just growing up, I would see things. I was just inspired anytime it was something musical or, or uh, especially guitar playing. Uh, I saw that movie Back to the Future when I was 10 or 11. And, you know, Marty McFly, the character, is playing at the dance and, and rocking out. And that was kind of one of the inspirations for me to play guitar. And kind oh, of wow. went on with that. Yeah, that was the kind of the reason I picked up the guitar. My dad was great, bought me my first guitar, took some lessons, and then I was telling the author that we would go to this country bar outside of Vancouver called Roosters, and uh, Aaron Pritchett was was there just doing doing covers and just 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 kind of getting started in music as well. And he was actually the DJ there, and we'd just watch him play, and he would just put on these uh, you know a cover gig as if it was his own concert, and people were just so into him and. Um, it was never a surprise to me that he did so well because uh, he was so entertaining in the bars. And so that was an inspiration to sort of start, uh, to start a band. And then, uh, my buddy and I, we just kind of did it and, uh, went out and wrote some songs and put out an, an album. And then, uh, and then, um, now I'm out as a solo artist. Very cool. And, uh, you mentioned Aaron Prechette being a, an early influence and you got to see him kind of in those uh, early days. Another one, I know another artist that, uh, you got to see, uh, before he hit it big was Dirks Bandley. Tell me that story because ultimately you ended up uh, opening a show for him. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny. I didn't even put to, until I was sort of putting the bow together. I didn't really put it together as sort of like a, <laughs> that it was sort of a, a full circle kind of thing, but Dirk Bentley came through. I just got into Saskatoon. I went to school, university in, at the U of S in Saskatoon. And so I moved from uh, BC to Saskatoon. And, and uh, pretty soon after I went, uh, some friends of mine were like, oh, yeah, there's this guy, Dirk Bentley, coming to town. And uh, he'd, he'd had, uh, uh, what was I thinking? I think it was his first uh, first big hit, uh, written by Derek Rattan, of course, Canadian. And, yeah, exactly. uh, and yeah, and so we got some tickets and went down to the show. and small little campus bar. I mean, it must've been, you know, maybe max 200, 250 people. Um, and it was a great show. And I took pictures, I saw pictures of the show on my computer somewhere. And uh, a couple, you know, like within two years, he was playing the, the hockey arena in uh, Saskatoon, the WHL rink there and, um, Southtel, Southtel place or Southtel center. And then a couple years after that, after we, the band got going, we got to open for him and Vince Gill on the same night. Um, at uh, the Merritt Mountain Music Festival in uh, Merritt, BC. Wow! And I got to meet him backstage and chat with them and have actually <laughs> some drinks and uh, and he was just super <laughs> cool, super nice to me. So it was kind of cool to to see him playing in such a small venue, just doing it like a club show, and then to watch him put on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a big festival show. And actually, we played a, a, a festival called Sunfest last summer. And um, he was playing on the, on the next night, but I stuck around, so I got to see him again. Put on just a, a massive, massive uh, festival show, and it's just you know, it's just it's just cool to see it. Probably pretty inspiring to see him uh, and Aaron in their early days, and then see the success they have. You can kind of know that it's possible, and maybe you can learn something from each of them, uh, those two specifically, on how you uh, get further. 
Yeah, I think, you know, watching both of them, those they're actually uh, really good comparables because, you know, I, I would say, I still think that Aaron Burchett has maybe one of the best live shows of any of the Canadian artists. He's just so entertaining. And, and if you, you know, if you watch Dirks, I mean, I, I remember seeing a show where he's just kind of standing there with the guitar and last, you know, at Louis at the campus bar years and years ago. And then to see him last summer running on stage with, you know, with all the hits that he has and, just being mm-hmm. so energetic, putting on such a big show, moving around. Uh, and yet both of them, just the nicest guys, you know, and, and um, doesn't matter sort of who you are, if you're sort of just, uh, you know, some <laughs> young known artist, or if you're, uh, you know, just the people I see, see working behind the scenes, you know, they're the drivers or whatever. You just see them treating everybody really, really good. So that's uh, um, definitely something that I take away from, from watching those guys. I'm speaking with Vancouver, B.C. country artist Dave Hardney. You can head to uh, DaveHardney.com to check him out and his social media sites, of course, and uh, head to iTunes to get his single, Party Lights. And, of course, it never hurts to call your local country station and say you want to hear that song. Uh, How long, Dave, did it take you to get comfortable on stage? Now, maybe right away, or, you know, did it take a few times to get where you totally felt like this is your uh, comfort zone? Yeah, no, it's a process. I mean, I, 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 you know, I knew I had a passion for. It. I knew I wanted to do it, but uh, you know, the first couple of times you get some small little shows, the neighborhood pub, and you know, it takes you need you need a couple of shots to get on stage to get that liquid courage. <laughs> and it, it, you know, I didn't grow up, you know, acting or performing, and um, so it wasn't for some people. They grew up. Uh, extroverted and I didn't really grow up that way I just knew that I wanted to play music and so for me it, it was a process uh, I, I quickly got over that you know needing any of that liquid, liquid courage and, and and you know it being nervous about it to the point where now it's something I look forward to I mean I don't need I don't need anything on stage I'm just I'm actually I'm just you know I can't wait till it's time to, to play especially at uh, you know the, the big events when we get to do them and at this point uh, in your career, Dave, uh, in your shows, you're obviously doing your own songs, but are you still uh, including some covers that uh, we would know? Yeah, I still have, you know, I still still do covers. Uh, there's still, still gigs that I do that, that call for it. And, you know, I actually, uh, I try to do uh, different Canadian covers. Like I, I will do stuff like um, Canadian Girls by Dean Brody. I do uh, Dirt Road In by Aaron Burchett. I actually try to, um, even the James Barker band, uh, your listeners probably would know them and, uh, launch here, lazy beer, beer, beer. I, you know, I try and, you know, everyone's yeah. heard fish in the dark. Everyone's heard those songs a million times. And, you know, we know them if people want to hear that, but, uh, yeah, I try to, I, I, I actually really enjoy the Canadian country music scene and the, the people who are in it. And I try and, uh, sort of, you know, do my, my own little tribute, little take on some of the songs that I, I like. That's awesome. Yeah, Canadian country music is uh, really hot right now. I mean, it's been that way for quite a while, but it continues to be. And you mentioned the James Barker Band. I saw them um, in Toronto at uh, Canadian Music Week at a, at a place called Boots and Bourbon, and they were, uh, I guess it was also their CD release party. And, uh, yeah, they did that song, of course, Lawn Chair Lazy, which is such a great uh, summertime song. Yeah, it's, you know, I first <laughs> I heard that song, and, uh, that you know, that's such a simple line beer, 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 but it was stuck in my head right away and uh, I'm, I'm uh, not surprised at how the success that, that they did I've actually have never got to see them play other than you know YouTube and stuff I never got to see them sh- uh, show or or meet them but uh, maybe this year at the CCMAs 
Awesome. I want to come back and talk about uh, songwriting and more about your music, but let's turn to the debut single, Party Lights. Uh, I know this was written by Adam Hambrick, Andrew DeRoberts, and Jeremy Stover, uh, produced by Jeff Johnson, of course, a great Canadian producer. Um, tell me about first time this song was pitched to you and when you first heard him, what you liked about it. Yeah, I started uh, going to, I mean, I, I'm a songwriter, do lots of writes with different artists, and I've had songs pitched to me by different people, but I wanted to take advantage of something that they do at the Canadian Country Music Awards Week, which is at uh, various publishers, um, including Ole, I'm sure that you know, you know them, they come and pitch songs to artists. And I met a really wonderful girl named uh, Emily from Ole, and she um, sat down with me, and she kind of, you know, looked at my website and got to know me a little bit, and then she, she pitched me some songs. She pitched me a bunch of really great songs, and some of the thinking is that you know all the the big artists are going to pick overall anything good, and 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 maybe younger artists like myself, you know, might not get sort of the cream of the crop. But I heard this song, mm-hmm. loved it right away, and I really thought it was something that I would want to release, and something that uh, felt like you know me, and something I wanted to have in my set list when I'm playing live shows. And there was a couple lines in it that. Um, I actually really had an idea for something I thought I could improve on the song. So there's a couple lines in the song that I actually did write, and I got, I got permission from Jeremy and Adam and Andrew, uh, and they oh, gave wow. me permission to, uh, to yeah, to rewrite a couple of lines. So um, I didn't take a writing credit, but I, I did have a hand in, in uh, the finished product and, and some, some of the big lines in the course are, I wrote. So uh, so I do did have a small hand in it, and uh, those three guys are, are all uh, – pretty successful writers down there and have written for, you know, Miranda Lambert and all sorts of people, Justin Warren. Yeah. They're, they're uh, really accomplished writers. So, you know, you get something, something from them and you definitely want to have a listen to it. So uh, I just, I like the song. It was just uh, something I felt really comfortable with. And uh, we're, we've been playing it all week uh, on the radio tour and it's, I'm, I'm so really glad I picked it. That is so cool. Yeah. You're getting uh, a lot of the exposure with this song and you're getting it out there and people, people are loving this song called party lights. And, but that was an interesting point you made about, uh, cause it's something we might think that the big artists would take these great songs, but there are still enough great songs out there that, um, you know, you can find one yourself, but it's not going to go to Dirk Spanley. Yeah. I mean, these guys are writing, you know, they're doing two rates a day. The professional writers down um, in Nashville that, that have publishing deals are doing two rates a day and, uh, you know, almost every day of the week. And there's just a lot of great songs and, and these guys know what they're doing. And, um, you know, people, mm-hmm. artists just pick stuff that they like and they want to, a lot of artists want to be involved and, and, and some artists only want to cut stuff that they've been in the room or, or had a, a hand in and, um, sure. So there, there's definitely lots of songs out there that are floating around. Great songs. Every time I, I get pitched songs, I, you know, it's it's funny because you're like, well, it's it's not fair, kind of that the, you know, the the music fan of me is thinking like this song should be out there, you know, <laughs> you know like the listeners should be able to to hear this. And sometimes these great songs you hear, you hear all the time from artists that they have this great song and and they wrote it three four years ago and it's just been sitting in a drawer somewhere or on a, you know, on a a recorder somewhere on their laptop and it's just been sitting there for years collecting digital dust until uh, until you know <laughs> us music fans are lucky enough to hear it yeah it's crazy the, the as you say the amount of songs out there that just haven't been recorded yet that uh, are just waiting to be which is which is awesome uh let's turn to that song now from my guest dave hardney this is party lights on in the country Drinks flowing, speakers buzzing 
summer heat Summer girls in their bare feet Like a splash of cold water in the face And lit up just like a lampshade Hey, I know this If I got a switch You flipped it Yeah, you shine like the party lights Cool as the ice damn cup in your hand Saucer and disc, got my temperature rising Boots up cause you wanna dance And that is Vancouver's own Dave Hardney and his song Party Lights. In fact, his debut single, you can get it at iTunes. And be sure to check him out at DaveHardney.com and his social media sites. Songwriting. So the songs that you write, Dave, uh, let's maybe first start. Take us back to when you first started writing your own songs. Yeah, so uh, I, I told you before, I went to a university in Saskatoon, and I lived in residence, I lived in a little, little dorm room, uh, on campus at the U of S and I, you know, I, I laugh because I think about, I would always write some of my, what I would consider, what I consider my, my better songs. Um, you know, right when I would have an exam or something or have something else going on, some kind of deadline or have to write a paper and I would procrastinate and pick up the guitar and start, you know, writing a song. And, and uh, you know, if I had nothing going on, usually the song didn't seem to be quite as good as if it was something where, I, I was really supposed to be doing something else, but I was taking time away to, to songwrite. Yeah, I would have something creative sort of come out of it. So that's kind of where it started and, and just sort of writing by myself. And then, you know, as you know, it's really um, common in, in country music to collaborate. And that's uh, something I, I love doing now is just sort of doing co-writes with people and, uh, r- you know, writes with people whether they're in town or, you know, 
the age we live in, you can write with people down in Nashville or Texas over Skype and, and face to face time and stuff like that, which is really, really cool and handy. Absolutely. Yeah. And country music, that whole co-writing experience is such a big thing. And you're getting uh, the power of two or three coming together with ideas that alone you wouldn't get. Uh, for an artist out there who's starting out, a singer-songwriter, uh, any tips on uh, heading into a co-writing session, Dave? What should you prepare? What should you have with you as opposed to just kind of going in and hoping things work out? Yeah, especially, you know, when people are sort of the quote-unquote junior writers, if you're writing with someone who's a little bit more experienced, typically that, um, you know, the junior writer should come in with uh, with an idea, you know, if they have a, a hook, sort of like a main line of the song. But even just an idea, just something to talk about. A lot of the really experienced writers, they'll actually usually just ask you kind of what you've been doing, what you're thinking, what, you know, what's going on in your life, your relationships, and they try and kind of pull something out of you. But you know, something, everyone's different. And if if you can come in with a couple lines written or really just the idea, and then if you can sort of talk, hash out that idea and where you want to take the song, the the um, songs that have the sort of the strongest ideas usually kind of write themselves. You have this great uh, idea or for a twist or, a, you know, a take on something. And, mm-hmm. you know, once you, once you have that, the song can usually kind of write itself pretty quickly or get the chorus done or whatever and, and go from there. Right. Uh, we heard Party Lights earlier on the show. Now, are we in store, Dave, for a uh, full album or an EP from you uh, sometime in the near future? I definitely want to get uh, an EP out there. I think my plan is to put out probably another single will come out before an EP. And uh, I have I have uh, five or six, uh, even more, maybe five, five, five or seven songs uh, that I've got recorded. But uh, I just had such a great experience um, doing the single with Jeff Johnson and, and some of them that he's heard, we really have some ideas to go back and, and change. So a couple of the songs I, I still, in terms of the writing and, and the message are still things that I really feel strongly about, even though I've, I, I recorded uh, a batch of songs about two years ago, but I might, uh, I might uh, go back in the studio and touch some of them up. And of course in that two years, I've, I've written some songs and, and, and have been pitched a few more songs that I feel are really strong. And so it's kind of just sitting down and kind of, uh, deciding what direction I want to go for, for myself. But uh, I think it's going to be a, another single uh, next. Now, in, in the catalog of songs that you've written, Dave, have you ever, um, as you're writing them or afterwards, thought to yourself, man, I could record this song. It's really cool. But this would be a great song to pitch to maybe Aaron Pritchett or Dirks Bentley or, or whoever the artist is. Do you have songs that you might pitch one day? <sighs> yeah. There's um, a buddy that I started my band with, Dave, Dave Boris. He's a, uh, gets in a lot of rights and he really he's he's great at pushing me I'm, I'm busy like he said and he's he's great at hammering me down and get you know for a date and getting me into the get into a, a writing session and uh yeah that's the fun thing about writing and, and and you know some in some genres it's you know you're sort of expected to write everything yourself whereas the country community it's just that it's sort of a community where um you're just trying to write the best song that you can that day and just sort of uh be true to whatever the idea that you had. And then, you know, you listen to it back and you might think that's a, I really like this song, but it's just not something that I, I want to go around singing to people. I don't want to spend the time and energy and money into, you know, mm-hmm. to recording it right now, but you know, this would be perfect um, for someone else. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of songs that say a, a female artist comes out with might've been written by females and, or, or vice versa, you know, um, sure. 
you know, the ladies are writing some great songs and, and, uh, and it, it what it allows you to do if, if you're willing to record in other people's songs is, is, you know, get some really cool ideas and, and you might have, like I said, a, a just different gender take on a song. And, um, and if you're open to recording it, sometimes, uh, you know, it, you just come up with really uh, interesting takes on, on, uh, different mm-hmm. stories and, and things in life. Absolutely. And it would allow you as a writer to write something outside of something you would typically sing and sort of get creative. Maybe you're going to write a real redneck song uh, that might not be the kind you would sing, but you can write a great one for someone else. Yeah, exactly. You want to be true to, to, you know, you have to be true to yourself as an artist, you know, you're where you're sort of laying is vocally and and, and musically sonically uh, and Exactly. That's a great example that you might uh, get in a room and be really feeling something that's really <laughs> redneck, but really twangy and swampy or something. It's really yeah. just, you know, just really cool. And so you can explore that. You can write that song and then not feel pressure that, well, I have to write, you know, I wrote this. I have to, you know, I have to uh, release it. No, you can, you know, pitch it to your buddy who's maybe has that image, that look. Uh, um, and if you're, you know, higher up in the put it through a publisher they can find someone who is perfect for so it's so that's that's actually something i really like about the sort of the country music industry Mm -hmm. absolutely uh before we wrap up here dave uh, i know that you've got a big summer in store of touring a couple of festivals in particular Sunfest and then uh gone country 2017 you're opening for tim hicks uh how much do you enjoy the uh, big summer festivals I, you know, it's actually one of the reasons that I really have pursued music. Uh, for me, you know, artists have different sort of, I think, goals and different uh, reasons why they, they get up in the morning and kind of pursue this as a career and a passion. And for me, it's playing the big live shows. Like, you know, my dream would be, you know, to open up for someone huge or to, to demo show at a you know, big arena at a big festivals. So, you know, the last years to have been invited to some of these uh, big events as an opening artist has just been so much fun. And um, last year we got to do uh, Sunfest. Like I said, we opened up for for Dallas Smith, which was amazing. And I hung around the rest of the weekend and watched Dirks and Carrie. Just, I just kind of really took in the whole festival. Uh, we were invited back to Sunfest again, which is you know a, a great compliment for us. Uh, you know, a lot of festivals will switch up acts in back to back years, and I wasn't expecting to get booked back, but they they wanted to have us back, and uh, they they treat us really really well over there. And Sunfest is is one of BC's uh, big music uh, country music festivals. It's sort of uh, you know our boots and hearts are our our big uh, our. our uh, our big valley or our craven it's our it's one of our big ones mm-hmm. and so it's uh, it's uh really great to be part of that and then um gone country that you mentioned love being associated with that event i've played that one a, a few times before and um it's a big cancer fundraiser that uh, a couple of buddies um uh, put on the, the twins i didn't know them when i started but uh, i've become really good friends with them and they're just two guys with really really good hearts chris and jamie richinski they're uh they they lost their their, their mother uh, to cancer and started doing these events uh, to raise money and they're just, they're really smart guys. They love, love music mm-hmm. and country music and they've raised over, over a million dollars for, for cancer, uh, very oh, cancer wow. fighting uh, causes in, in four events. So they've done them four times and they've raised um, over $250,000 each time last year. I think it was like 344,000 in, in a one day festival, you know, I mean, as you know, in the music industry, a lot of people are losing money on, on, on trying to start a festival. And these guys hit out of the park uh, because it's, it's just such a fun event. And it's, it's sometimes it's easy to forget that the the, the you know the, the proceeds and the cause of it is, is going to something uh, really worthwhile because it's just 
it's just a, a fun event. And uh, Tim Hicks is uh, headlining that. Jojo Mason's going to be there, and uh, we're on the bill, and I'm, I'm really proud to be part of that one. That's awesome, and that is Gone Country 2017. Uh, Dave, I want to thank you so much for being here. May, really enjoyed chatting with you and, uh, and playing the song Party Lights for all our listeners, and I wish you all the best with it, and look forward to chatting with you down the road. Dave, I really appreciate your time and, and you having me on here and spinning the song. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Once again, my guest has been Vancouver, B.C. country artist Dave Hardney. Uh, be sure to call your local country station and say you want to hear party lights on their station. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.